Hello, everybody. Welcome once again to another episode of Volunteer Spotlight. This is the program where we get to know our volunteers better and learn who's behind that voice. I am your station manager, Ryan O., and with me today is a gentleman whom you know very well. You hear him every Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday at 3 p.m. He reads sports for us. He's one of two guys that reads sports. Hello, Steve Hanks. Good afternoon. How are you? I am well, buddy. How are you today? I am great. All right. Thank you so much for being here, Steve. We always like to get to know the people that lend their voices to Radio Talking Book, and you're no exception during this month that certainly is not as cold as it should be. So first of all, tell us all about Steve Hanks. Tell us about your background, where you you hail from, and what brought you to Omaha? Well, I I come from New England. I was born in Massachusetts, moved to – my family moved to Connecticut, and I grew up and went to the University of Connecticut, and I wanted to be a teacher really bad, bad enough that I moved out to Nebraska. (laughs) But uh, to be honest with you, there were – there just weren't any – teaching jobs in uh, New England. So I moved out to ne- uh, Nebraska and worked in the, the hinterlands, so to speak, up in the sand hills for a couple of years, and then I came down to Omaha. Well, let's back up just a little bit. When did you come to Nebraska? How old were you at the time? I was 24. It was 1976, 24, yes. Okay. So where'd you go to college? University of Connecticut. And you came to the Sand Hills. You know, I've got family up in the Sand Hills area. Where specifically did you teach? Oh, I taught at Page. Which is just south of O'Neill. Okay. I'm sort of familiar. I'm not familiar with Page, but I'm familiar with where O'Neill is. Sure. So that's good to know. Mm -hmm. And how long did you say you were there? I was just there a couple years. I taught school there. And then I said, you know, I really wanted to move down to Omaha, a little bigger town. I mean, Page only had, there were only 50 kids in the whole school. Right. What did you teach specifically? Well, basically I taught, let's see, I taught uh, math and I taught um, science and I taught reading. I was the head teacher, believe it or not. Right. And of course, I have to remember that in those smaller schools, a lot of teachers will double and triple up on subjects, sometimes oh, yeah. even uh, class uh, differentiations. So yeah. that was probably quite the experience. So you, you lasted two years there and then you went to Omaha. Yes, I did. Taught in a Montessori school in Omaha for a, one year. Now, now for those that may not be familiar, tell us what Montessori school is. Well, Montes- this, is a po- this is a private school because Mil- um, although there is a public one in Millard right now, the private Montessori school was very interesting because of the materials they used. Uh, Mo- Montessori, and I could go on for a half an hour just on this, but I don't want to just briefly, they use a lot of very innovative tools to help the kids teach, learn Got math it. and reading and things like that. Yeah. So how long were you at the Montessori school? I was only there for another year. And then I, it was, it was a very nice school, but frankly, well, they couldn't pay very much, and I was getting married, mm-hmm. and so I got married. I got married that year, but I needed to have a little bit better paying job. I worked in the private sector for a year, uh, basically in, in retail, and then I got a job with Millard in public schools, and I worked there for twenty nine years. For uh, until I retired. So Millard was kind of your long-term stint. Yeah, then. Millard, if I looked upon my career, I would say Millard was where I did my most of my work, the majority, vast majority. What grade level were you? Well, I taught in elementary uh, for about 14 years, and then I went to middle school, which is 6th, 7th, and 8th grade. I taught uh, my last stint, which was about 10 years, I taught computer science for 10 years. Wow, we may have you reading the wrong thing. You know, we have a program called Tech It Out. I did not realize you were into computer science. Well, this was a long time ago, but I also at the same time was coaching uh, at the high school, girls soccer. Okay, well, then we got you in the right department. 
Yeah, yeah I, sports has always been a long time thing of mine. Got it. I taught there for, I mean, I coached there for 15 years, and that was a, I was a, I loved doing that. Um, but my kids were getting older, and I needed to spend more time with them. And so I, reti- I retired as a coach, but I didn't retire from teaching until I, I hit the magic 56 years old. So I was able to do that. What was your fondest memory of teaching? That is to say, what did you love the most about it? Well, you know, uh, teaching computers was a lot of fun because the kids really look forward to it for the most part. And I tried to make it very much letting them learn at their own pace. And that was always fun to see them come up with these really neat – what we did in computer science – uh, was that they had to do some projects where they came up with ideas and things to present to the class. And mm-hmm. they, they, they had to do what we call simulations. I love to watch them working through that because, again, they could work at their own pace. If they get stuck, they could work out where they were stuck on and then move through it. And I hear, uh, I hear from old students all the time, say, oh, yeah, I used that thing from you know, Microsoft Excel that you taught us in class just the other day. And I said, oh, that's amazing. You know, that the things that I taught them were, were really something that we uh, were able to do. Back when I was teaching elementary, I, I just thought a lot of the, for a lot of the kids, I was the first male that they'd ever had as a teacher. Yeah, I was wondering about that. And, and that was always fun. You know, you always get the little... The kids that don't have, you know, that are single, you know, just a mom and head of the family and all the the hard work she has to do. And there's not a lot of times there just isn't a male presence. And I was there. That was always very, it was gratifying in some respects, but also had to be very respectful. And let me uh, address the other side of the coin. What is the most or what, what was the most challenging aspect of being a teacher for you? Well... Teacher conferences were, were tough sometimes <laughs> because a lot of time we, course, our big thing as a teacher, and I think you're going to, if you hear any teachers are listening to this, they'll know, you know, if it weren't for the parents, the teaching would be a real, you know, would be easy because the sure. parents can, can present a very challenging situation. I had one mother came in one time to me and she just ranted and railed and ran and just was so upset. And I just sat there and I let her vent and I let her run out of steam and finally we got to the end and she was just so grateful someone was able to listen to her I think right right so that it was hard to do but you know something it was uh it was something that I could do and I was willing to do I think the pandemic has really highlighted the the running tension between mm-hmm. teachers and parents um, and and the situation we find ourselves in with the different school closures and such you were probably pretty sympathetic to that plight oh yeah I, I watch yeah, you know, I take. I'm very involved in my grandchildren's lives. I walk my grandson to school each day, and I just kind of see what she, you know, the teachers are doing, and I'm able to give them some things and help them with things like buying them boxes of crackers that they need and mm-hmm. getting them money for their classroom because things are tight all around, and this helps just to anything to make it easier for them. Absolutely, yeah. So tell me, you know, you've been retired since you were 56. How long ago was that? Oh, 13 years ago. What What do you do in your spare time now? What are your hobbies? <laughs> well, first of all, I also worked in the corporate world for First Data and CSG in their uh, education department. I developed educational programs for online uh, classes for their employees. I did that for about 10 years for those two companies. Right now, I, I watch a two-year-old. 
Uh, she's my little shadow, I call her, because I'm, I'm, the only reason she's not here right now is because we managed to convince her that Grandma was going to the store and she might find some things for her. Yeah, I thought we might get a cameo from your your little well, granddaughter today. I was, I, I, we were kind of thinking about that, but we also thought that one might be a bit distracting. But um, she's, I, I just spend all my time with her. We, you know, and it's sad right now because I look upon my, when my grandson was, you know, growing up. We used to do all kinds of things, go to the zoo, go to the children's museum, and so many of those things are just not safe right right now. Right, exactly, for obvious reasons. So so you retired from teaching, but you didn't necessarily retire from professional life, it seems No, just watch. Well, I don't know how professional it is, but I'm certainly watching my granddaughter and just (laughs) loving it. I just love just getting, I mean, it gets me up in the morning and and gets me going. Yeah, I can tell when when you speak of your your grandkids, especially, you're you're very enthusiastic about Mm. that, so it's great. What else do you do? What, what, What other... Hobbies push your buttons. Well, I hate to admit it. Well, but I'm going to. I'm a science fiction freak. I love Star Trek and Star Wars, all the science fiction things. Dune, I just was all over that. I got a friend that was a big fan of the movie Dune. She mm. said it was really faithful to the, oh. the book for the most part. You know, they've done three movies of it, and this is the best one yeah, by that's, far. Yeah, that's exactly what she said. Mm. Do you read a lot of science fiction too? I, I do. I do. And I, I also like something called alternate history where they twist something. And they see how the world was going to be. For instance, they t- there's a whole series yep. of books that have to do with the Civil War, and they say, okay, well, if the, this had to happen, and then the civil the South would have been uh, able to gain their, I guess their independence, and how it would have affected the entire world. It, it, they're fascinating. I'm, I'm not a big, you know, Civil War. I'm not a Civil War advocate or anything. I just find it fascinating. Oh, uh, let me tell you a quick story about. The, you'll enjoy this. Is about Star Trek. They had a Star Trek convention, believe it or not, here in Omaha many, many years ago. I had ago. no idea. And uh, they had got gotten DeForest Kelly to come in and talk. Well, you would have thought the biggest star in the universe was there just yep. for him. It was just mob scene. But, and he was sitting there talking. He told some cute little anecdotes. And then this was a, just before the second Star Trek movie had come out or was right about that same time. And he had the belt and he showed, he picked up the belt, and everybody went, ooh, ah. <laughs> and he said, yeah, I you know somebody offered me $10,000 for this belt. And he said, and I didn't sell it. And I said, oh, my goodness. <laughs> wow. Yeah, but it Bones was, was always my favorite character from the uh, oh, original. Isn't, isn't he fun? Yeah. He's, and, he's great. Um, what is your favorite um, Star Trek series in all of the, the franchise? You know, I, I, I like the original, but. I, I also do like, you know, they made one called Enterprise with Scott Bakula. Wow, you're a minority so, there. Yeah, I know. Uh, a but lot of people didn't care for it. No, but see, I think what they didn't care for was the, the fact that it was so much of it was, I believed an awful lot more of it, you know? Yeah. You had to get past the the whole thing about, they have, you know, nobody's gotten the science behind uh, star, you know, star drives and right. warp drive right. and things like that. Right. But it was, I, I, I liked it because it really had rich characters. Right. Yeah. Steve, tell me about your family. Um, well, my wife, who I've been married to for 48 years. So, yeah, that's it. I have to think about that one from it, counting backwards. Wow, it's a long time. Yes, it is. I know we're a rare bird. And I have two children. I have a, a son who is a, uh, he works in the computer system. And he's a system administrator for uh, a small company, only three people. And he goes around working with banks and doctor's offices, making sure that they have uh, their computer systems are working correctly. Mm-hmm. And my daughter, who has been a, who's been a teacher for five years down in Lincoln Public Schools, a kindergarten teacher, 
Uh, and she was, uh, she's just doing a fabulous job. So both my kids are being very, are, are very successful. My son lives, they live about a mile away from us. So going over and getting the kids and things like that is no big uh, deal for me. So we are very involved because of that. So it sounds like you're you're pretty close to all your family. Oh, yeah. Here, they're all living kind of in this area. Yeah, we are pretty so. lucky. My wife, my my parents are all passed, and but my Lori has his her mother still around, and she was able to join us for Thanksgiving. So that mm-hmm. was a very nice thing. She lives in North Platte, Nebraska. Got it. God, that's about yeah, that's that's about four hours away, I think. Yeah. So what brought you to Radio Talking Book? I I just saw. It was in the newspaper, of all things, and it talked about you know radio, radio talking book services needed volunteers. So I uh, came by and I said, well, you know, I made an appointment to meet with the volunteer coordinator who's, oh, God bless her, I've forgotten her name. Um, How long have you been here? Do you remember when you came? I can tell you the lady, it was. It was the lady who'd been here forever and ever. Sybil. Sybil, thank you. Sybil Mahan, God bless oh. her. Yeah. Yeah, so she, she, sat, she, she came in and she listened. She, we talked for a few minutes and then she set me in a booth and said, here, do, do half an hour. Let's see how you go. And I said, okay. And so and she showed me how to operate the machine and I did it. And I said, okay. And she said, okay, we're going to listen to it. And I found out later they'd, you, they'd put it on the air. And I said, okay. And she said, yeah, just come in and, and start doing it. You like, you like um, sports? I said, yeah, I do like sports a lot. And he said, at that time, they didn't have a lot of people who wanted to do sports. So I said, ah, you got your man. That is exactly why I, I love having you do as many sports as you do is because it's, it's a hard slot to fill. So yeah. happy to do it. Really enjoy it. Do you remember what year you started? I would say it's about five years ago. Okay. So you were here kind of toward the end of Sybil's tenure. Yes, yes, then. yes. Well, Steve, as I said, time has flown. Uh, in Star Trek terms, we have time traveled. Uh, we have hit the wormhole. So here we are. Last question for you today. If you could give a message to the listeners of Radio Talking Book, what would it be? Well, I, I just wanted to say I thank you for listening to me. Uh, fortunately, I'm reading things that I would read anyways. I'm just reading them aloud. I really enjoy it. Uh, you got the the staff here is so accommodating. They make it so easy for you. If anybody could come in and volunteer, please feel go ahead and do it. Um, I'm I feel lucky that I was a teacher and had plenty of experience talking aloud and reading aloud. But anybody can do it, and particularly if you're doing something that you enjoy doing and reading about, I should say. Well, we love you, man. We love having you read for us, and we thank you for all you do for Radio Talking Book. Well, you're welcome, and thank you. Thank you for being here today. Steve Hanks, one of our volunteers, reading sports every Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday on Radio Talking Book at 3 p.m. This is Ryan O. with Volunteer Spotlight, who's behind that voice. Thank you so much for listening today, and please keep tuned for more great programming straight ahead. Bye-bye, folks.